Hi, my name is Flip Awesome Aguilera, and welcome to Wait, the show where I find interesting people just like you and discover what's going on between their ears. Now, let's get to know one another. With that, I think we've got one more question to go, and we're cool. going to start with Q on this one. So we've got new perspective on the practice of religion and faith in the physical world. So I will let Jimmy give us the primer on it, and then we'll let Q go with it. Uh, okay, so my primer on it is this. This is the most recent thing in my personal life. I came from a family very existential from everything from dogmatic Christianity to my mom's father, grandfather was a high, um, high degree Freemason of the Scottish Rite. So I learned a lot of esoteric knowledge early in, in the world, studied Gnosticism. Uh, right now, my spiritual practice is in um, Kabbalah and Judaism. And uh, I saw something actually literally yesterday from the minister, uh, Louis Farrakhan. He said, I'm a Muslim and a Christian. He was like, no, because what we do is not about a religion. It's about the truth. It's about, you know, these concepts and law. With one of my friends that I've worked with for a long time, Josh, he's also a musical artist. Uh, he's been following a lot of, uh, I know you guys heard a lot of uh, the original Hebrews, this is Africans, you know, and he's saying these laws, this was given to us in the Torah, uh, the concept of keeping Shabbat, keeping the Sabbath. In our Western world, let's say American society now, we're taught we work Monday through Friday and we have a weekend. So you got Saturday and Sunday. Personally in my life, who has been a long time, both of you guys know me with this, I'll work my ass off all week long and get bombed from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, hungover as shit on Monday, don't get the week really started until Tuesday. Until I started keeping Shabbat. So the first day of my week is Sunday, where I don't actually have to go to work in my principal corporate job. What's happened with that is, one, well, if you keep, like let's say from the Torah in Genesis, uh, God created the earth in six days and rested the seventh. So let's say if we're people that we follow that. Let's say we don't believe in it as religion, but just in the physical world. Well, I work Monday, I work Sunday through Friday, and I'll stop Saturday for one to just recharge. God didn't say, I need you to talk to me and be immersed all the time. You got work to do, but you do need that one day to chill out. That's when I get to don't spend money. I get to talk to my family. Really slow the fuck down. Call my family. I'm not spending money and going out, so I'm not day drinking and everything on Saturday, so I'm fresh on Sunday. Sunday is actually one time I get to work on my side businesses, and then now Monday comes around. I'm fresh, not hungover, and so I already got to work on my own stuff, and then Monday I'm, on, I'm firing on all cylinders, unlike what I said before. Yeah. Let's say I'm not following it just because the, the scriptures say so. In the physical world, that is incredibly effective. Not only am I really working six days and not five, more physical productivity and less time out of, out of flow. Uh, another concept, uh, what I believe, and I'm just going to ruffle some feathers with whomever's watching, was been bastardized in the Christian church and Catholic church of like yeah, the tithing. Well, all financial managers and, and whomever will tell you, Pay yourself first, take that 10%. So tithe to yourself. I take that first 10% out of my checks and put it in my investment accounts. And so that grows, just 10% that I don't even miss. So not even saying, hey, if I don't tithe, I'm going to hell. Well, if I do tithe, pay that to myself first in my investment accounts, my physical wealth is growing. So that's where I come from with that. A lot about faith is about belief and real faith and belief is acting on it. 
So I don't actually have to pray and acknowledge gravity for me to stick to the ground when I want to walk outside. And like, man, I don't really have to believe I'm going to have all of this to pay myself that 10% from when I first get, you know, paid from all of the contracts that I do. That's the premise behind this part. This is deep. When it comes to religion and faith, I mean, so many people, there's so many different faith. I guess just what you're tuned to, what you believe, whether you're Muslim, whether you're Christian, Catholic, and this can be a very touchy subject because people have convictions with their belief. First thing I would say is, I'm not the ultimate judger. I'm going to save that for when that time comes for who, whoever the ultimate judger is. And I believe in God. I'm a Christ believer. I believe in the kingdom to come. That's who I am. And so I read my Bible. Of course, I don't understand it. Everything. I don't know each and every single scripture and how it, it works in, in the modern world, to, you know, modern world today. But I do believe Jesus is the truth, the light and the way. That's my belief. Now, I'll tell somebody that. And ask them, you know, I, you can believe too if you want to, but if not, it's not going to hurt my feelings. That's what I believe. And you need to have some type of belief, some type of faith, because I think God is good. I think God, I mean, I know God exists. There's no way I'm breathing this air. There's no way this blood is pumping in my body. There's no way I have the sight to see you guys. I mean, if we go back in time and said, hey, there's going to be this day where we have Zoom and I can sit here and chat with people all around the world. <laughs> You sound freaking crazy. How did that intelligence even come together? You know, our DNA, my genes, why I look like my parents or why, you know, it's like there's got to be some higher power for sure. I call that God and I believe God had a son. Um, for me in the physical world, where I find peace is having that belief for sure. When I go through a hard time or it's challenging, I just know like there's a plan. Like God has a plan. I think he's working something in my life. And that's what works out for me. And a lot of people might reach out to me and like, Q, you, how do you stay clear-minded and clear-headed is because I have a relationship with God. I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's just me. You need to have some type of faith. And I've seen people who don't have any faith. They might be atheists or agnostic, and that's their right. I wouldn't take the way they live their life over the way I know people who do have a faith live their life. I wouldn't take it. Now, I'm not big in the church, especially growing up. I'd go to church, and I see people who would be sleeping with this person and they're sleeping with this person there's this going on and they go to church because they're good people it, it's a tough subject me on this topic all i would say it's your choice that's why you have free will we're all born looking like our parents however we all die looking like our choices like oh what, what choice do you make you better make a decision you better decide and so for me i made that choice to believe in god i made that choice to believe in god's son i believe the story that he walked the earth died and came back three days later because he's perfect. He is without sin. And there's no way we could be redeemed as sinners if somebody who had sin was trying to redeem us. That's just what I believe. Now, there's been wars fought over religion. There's been hundreds of millions of people who have died over religion. And I don't, I don't agree with all religions, but that's their choice. So on this topic, you better just, I mean, I, I, this, this is like, we need to set up another Zoom. If you were, <laughs> this, you could have just asked me, uh, what's your favorite cereal? <laughs> and what? <laughs> this is something that's very touchy. Yeah. Um, and people, though, all I would say is you need to find some type of faith because with faith, there can be good things that happen with faith, expectancy, you know, hope, faith, optimism, you know, believing in somebody that wants to have the best for you, some type of power. You're breathing for a reason. I would say physically find some type of faith to believe in and go from there. And you need to be searching, maybe read the Bible, maybe read the Torah, read the Quran, you know, your whatever the Catholics do, 
just start somewhere and find a path. My life, Jesus is that path. And that's where I've gotten through some of my hardest times, man. And I wouldn't have the lifestyle I have today or the friends or the business or these opportunities without God and Jesus in my life. So that's for me. And I've seen a lot of people that have had it really hard. They don't have a relationship with some type of faith and hopefully they can find that. And I think it will manifest in their physical world in a much better way. Uh, the Israel, the Israelite. Well, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm not so sure that I 100% grasp the primer or the specific question around religion. I can speak on it from my perspective in general, what I feel about it, but I don't know if there was something that I was missing in regards to what the question is that we're being asked about it. Uh, my thing that I was saying, the funny thing that I've noticed is uh, think of universal law. For example, let's go with uh, Q's belief system and what works in his life. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you believe in your heart and you, believe, and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. I have a certain feeling about I so I walked away from the Christian faith mostly because I grew up with a perpetual sense of condemnation. And I actually, this is the reason why when people invite me to church, I say, stop, don't, I'm not coming. Don't, I, I can't do that. Because when I left the faith, I even prayed my last prayer in December of 2013. I said, God, I know your scripture. You say, if those who are called upon your purpose, I will come back. I'm going to have to be like the prodigal son. Uh, I got to leave you right now because my relationship with you makes me feel fucking insane. Uh, and my life has exploded in a most positive way, having left at least that practice, maybe not that thing. So let me just think of like, I would, I would actually bet that your belief system is an absolute truth. And the same way that I say that I don't have to confess and acknowledge gravity for my feet to stick to the ground when I want to walk to Publix. In the same way, oh, maybe I don't need to try to win my salvation every day. Maybe it already just happened. I mean, just as gravity works that's given me a lot of peace so that's the whole point my the, the question or the topic is like look at salvation or the practices that are written in the holy scriptures of everybody's belief system what if we are so egotistical and think that we those absolute truths rely on us to to actually say what if all this time i've been rejecting it jesus didn't say i had to earn my salvation every freaking day what if Bro, I already did it. Go serve my people. Stop tripping. That's the word from the Lord that I believe that I got. And what I believe is like, yo, bro, stop getting hung up on these nuances. I already did the needful. Go serve my people because they need you. That's where I got it from. And that's why I related it to. Oh, shit. There's a, he didn't say keep the Sabbath so you can win when you die it's uh keep the sabbath because the heaven that you you don't need to wait till you die to experience heaven on earth i just gave you the rubric did you just notice that you had more productivity in your personal life and did you realize that you just got closer to your family because you just took a day to slow the freak down that's where it was that's where it was going well i'll say that i don't think i can relate from a personal experience level to either of you in regards to that realm and, and I don't navigate the world from a very common or stereotypical sense when it comes to religion, because I grew up with such an unconventional upbringing when it comes to being very culturally religious and being surrounded by Judaism, but my actual home life being from one parent being very anti-religion. I got to be, see a very wide lens 
uh, from a young age, which I actually really appreciate because it did force me to be very open-minded. And the way that I view religion is that just like what we spoke about earlier is who do you listen to or should you, who should you worship? Taking what you can from whatever is efficient and beneficial to you is, is my thing. And although I'm not, I'm not big on religion, I think one of the very things that makes my partner such a loving and patient partner is he tells me is growing up in the church. And although he might not still believe and practice, what he got from the church was the practice of kindness. And he presents that way to me and is very kind and loving and patient to me as a partner because of that upbringing that that goes along with what do you take from the people around you what do you take from the your mentors you don't have to take the whole concept or everything but you can learn kindness from religion you can learn whatever from psychology you can take bits and pieces from things that that work for you and so i'm always open to hearing people that are very religious and listen from them oh, maybe I can borrow that from Jesus or whatever, or Moses or this and that, and, and take that and apply it to my life. But at religion as a whole, I don't necessarily ascribe to one practice. Sure, right. so Yo, Flip, you've been moderating this whole thing, but I want to hear a lot of what you have to offer. Let's and, see in here. So yeah, I what? have things. I grew up, as I told you, Richie Ray, Bobby Cruz, they became Christian late 70s, early 80s, and I grew up in that church. I would go to church Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, twice on Sundays. And of course, there's the vigil group and the youth group and the this group and the that group. So I grew up very, very, very surrounded by the church. Now, I will stay, still say that it is very unconventional and that the pastors of the church would throw down straight out parties every time we were there so i think that's why again salsa is such a huge part of my life because i grew up around it you know dancing you were allowed to dance in that church maybe not with each other but when you're throwing down a straight up decaga you're gonna move <laughs> you're gonna and it was encouraged to move for the lord and dance for the lord and do all these things for the lord i remember when i was about 14 15 years old i was on my way home i was on my bike and a dog started chasing me. It was a, like a German shepherd, you know, one that if you're on a bike, you're going to start pedaling faster <laughs> to try to get away from it. And this dog was barking. I, you know, I was obviously too close to his face and he wanted me out of his face. So he started chasing me and I booked it. I was able was to get away. He was an alpha dog. He was an alpha <laughs> dog. <laughs> He's like, I don't know where this other dog is coming <laughs> from, but he ain't part of my tribe. And that was on a Friday. And the reason I remember it's on a Friday is because I had to go to church that Friday. And it was Pastor Frank Galley because it was like the youth, which was on Fridays. And that day, he stood up on that pulpit and said that animals only make noises to praise the Lord after I had had that experience. And I was like, I'm not sure if that German shepherd was praising the Lord, but I don't think it was. And that's, and that's, yeah, that's what, that's what really began to open up the critical thinking every time I was in church and I would start to listen. And when you start to listen, you start to see irregularities, discrepancies. And, and it's not that there are even irregularities and discrepancies. There are different perspectives on people's, you know, how people interpret what they read. People are not going to interpret things the same way all the time, right? So, and we're free to do that. 
But from that point, that is where I say the seed of atheism came to me, which is what I lived in my 20s. My church was space, crowbar, Nikki Beach. It's like space, space on 11? Nothing yeah, yeah. Space 11 wasn't there space. yet. It was, it was gold rush back then. But that was... That's, gold rush is that's, that's, North Miami. <laughs> yeah. And that's what became my church, though. When I was on the space patio on Sunday mornings and the sun was rising, there was a group of us, and it's like, oh, we're here in church. That was <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I was a hardcore atheist, that's also when I did the least amount of listening to people because I wanted to convince them that, oh, what you believe is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. When you really hold it up against some lights, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of discrepancies. There's a lot of all of this and all of that. Yeah. And I just wanted to prove people wrong. Thank goodness I grew out of that stage as well because that was no fun either. Now I'm going to go back in time. And before I even do that, I want to talk about gravity because you mentioned gravity two or three times, Jimmy. And I would like to tell you that gravity is a theory. It's not even a law. We mm -hmm. haven't been able to prove it. It's a pretty consistent theory. Oh, we lost Q. Gravity has not been proven to the extent that we can call it the law of gravity. There's only, what, a handful of laws? Because there's, a, there's very few absolutes in the universe at all. Right. Well, Most things I think are an objective truth. There's very, very few absolute subjective truths. You know, in university physics, everything that we actually call, like we actually do call it a law of gravity when it actually is clinically a theory. Every yeah. law that we have written, whether it be law for like government or law of of the universe, they're all theories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're all theories, but They've been tested so many times that without any, we don't, without a doubt that, you know, we know first law is energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. We know this, we see it in the world. Things go from one thing to the other. The second law is entropy is coming. Disorganization and chaos is always coming. Now there's people who take that and they extrapolate it to the point of nihilism. And they're like, nothing matters. Everything is stupid. It's all going to break apart. And what I try to tell people is, remember, you got to remember the third law. For every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. So if chaos is coming, it's because organization needs to be there. <laughs> if You can't have chaos without organization. So the only reason chaos is coming is because organization is coming too. Yep. Right? So those are the, like, the very few things that are laws. Everything else is something we think we know. Well, that's, now, that's actually yes. why they become postulates. So like in Euclidean geometry, uh, this is related back to gravity. Uh, we actually have quantified it. Like if I drop if I drop this pen right here, that fell to my floor at 9.81 meters per second squared. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? So we've postulated that. It's still a theory, but it's just that we haven't been able to refute it. That's why it's as close to a law as we can. And we, we, we brought a concept called postulates. Yes, it's been postulated sure. by gravity is what it is. Now, the thing with this postulation here on this earth is that it works on this earth. If you take it out of here, now mm -hmm. you're dealing with a different gravity and a different, it might just start mm -hmm. floating away. That's mm -hmm. where we have the, we still have a lot more to learn, which mm -hmm. is fine. I like living in a world where we still have many things to learn. That's really so one of the, mm -hmm. Like, uh, for example, so we postulated that, that uh, mathematical quantification of gravity here on earth. You know, um, gravity is 9.81 meters per second squared here. Now, the concept of gravity is the reason why gravity is, is because of the mag magnetization of the core of our Earth. Now, 
because of our size. Now look at Saturn, which is, I don't know how many times bigger than this planet that we reside right now at this, this plane. Let's say we go to Saturn. We haven't, we haven't uh, studied or quantified it, but by the concept of how gravity works, it would have to be whatever, however many times larger that mm -hmm. is of, let's say, Saturn or Jupiter, Jupiter the largest in the Milky Way galaxy in this solar system we have. We haven't quantified that. Mm -hmm. That's, I don't know if that was a tangent that's irrelevant. No, no, that's, that's fine. Interesting for me. But to expand on what you're saying and just keep your eye on when Q comes back so mm -hmm. you can let him back in, is we have been able to quantify the gravity on Mars because we've been able to land things there, right? And now we're doing it more and more often. There is a there is a something that we do know, but there is still a lot that we don't know, which again, I, I think that's fine. It's great to know that we have a lot more to learn because it's gonna keep, that's what makes innovation happen. That's what keeps everything going forward. An experience that I had when I was 14 years old. So, you know, growing up in this church experience, my stepbrother came to live with us from Georgia. He moved with us from Georgia, from a little small town. He was not having the best experience in Georgia. And he moved down to Miami, which I'm sure to a little redneck Georgia boy is complete culture shock. Mm -hmm. But when I was 14, I was coming home from school and I opened the door and walk in and I find that he had shot himself in the head. This is what I walk into, right? Wow. And he was 18 years old still with a lot of potential ahead, but wasn't able to get out of the demons and narratives that he had in his head to move onward. And where did he shoot himself? In the head. Yeah. And if you know, or have heard of any of these uh, statistics, a lot of people, at least that do gun suicide, usually shoot themselves in the head. And why do we think they do that? Is because they can't get their head to shut the fuck up. Never, and never the, in the, the heart. Thoughts. Almost mm. never in the heart. Mm -hmm. Wow. Literally. In the head. Literally. So that shows you the power of the narratives that you're telling yourself here. Now, when I was about to turn 18, I was thinking a lot about him. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I don't think I would ever want to kill myself. But, you know, obviously he was ready to take on death to shut his mind up. And I was thinking to myself, I can tell you exactly how I was sitting in my room at my mom's house. And... I thought to myself, you know, I would like, it's going to sound wrong, but I would like to die so that I can find out what happens. And yeah. then I, from right over here on the left side of my head, an energy came up and it was literally like that light bulb moment. Ding, and then a voice went off in my head and said, Hey, just because you die doesn't mean you get to find out what happened. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I was, I was so mind blown at 18 years old that I was like, well, number one, I shouldn't stress out about things I can't control. And I can't control this, so I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. But then I started to ask this voice, God, the source, whatever you want to call it. Well, then what is it that I'm supposed to do? You know, if I'm never going to find out. And he was, the voice said, you must learn how to save yourself. And then it followed it up by saying, you should teach as many other people how to do it as well. That's how you got perfect. Now, that is my experience. I can see how people will think, oh, that's crazy. You had voices and blah, 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 blah. But that is the experience that I had. And it took me until my 30s to realize I should not discount people's experiences just because I may or may not agree with them. And that experience has led me to what I think is the ultimate thing, 
how religion and faith are playing a role in my physical life is the act of being present. I think being present, or I've come down to the conclusion that being present is the closest that we can be to God, if not being God itself, <laughs> right? Because when you're present, that is the moment of creation. And what is God but the creator? When you're thinking too much about the future, you can't create. When you're thinking too much about the past, you can't create. When you're living here and now and focused on the here and now, you can make a decision. You can make a choice that's going to create what your life is. And what is God, if not the creator? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the connections I've been able to make on this whole thing. It's like, I need to be present as much as possible because God lives in the present. According to the scriptures that people all over the world have mm -hmm. lived by for millennia all over, God created the world, all of existence in those six days, one day at a time, mm -hmm. present in that one day. There was a project for that one day. Yeah. Let there be light today. <laughs> and we don't know. We don't know what the process was to make that happen. It maybe took a billion years, whatever, but that was the process for that, to your point. And I don't know if you guys have uh, ever had the chance of going through Jordan Peterson's Genesis Biblical Lectures. Not. But there, there's 12. There's 12 of them, and they're all about two and a half hours each. So Woo! you're going in. You're Saddle going in. Keep your feet up. <laughs> and... and I think Tommy will appreciate this because the perspective that he looks at it from is not so much a religious one. It's the perspective of a psychologist thinking to himself, what kind of people did these people need to even be to create stories with this type of depth? Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. I know and what I'm doing after we finish filming this. Yeah. He's a believer, isn't he? The what? He's a uh, believer, isn't he? He's, he's always been... He's his one of his famous answers is I don't know if God exists, but I'm gonna live like if he does. <laughs> That's real faith right there in my model of the world. And I also think faith is a very powerful thing too, because how many things do we do where we don't know what the outcome is gonna be, but we still do it anyway? Every sale right? call. Yeah. yeah. So you have, have to have the faith, faith that eventually something's going to go your way or that you know you just you just have to go and make it happen somehow and that takes belief in things that you don't know how they're going to turn out and that's what faith is when you really break it down it's belief in the unknown mm. you don't know what's going to happen so i think that's all i have for all my uh little notes here on this last one well how about we start doing just some wrap-ups on what we thought about this whole thing and since we all want to be gentlemen, we'll let Tommy go first. What was your feeling on how this went? What you took out of it? Tell us more about where we can find you. I really enjoyed it. I, I think it grounded me back to how much this has been missing in my life. This idea of sitting with a bunch of intellectual people and ping-ponging and getting stimulated in that way. So I think I'm grateful for this and for you, Flip, so that I can reconnect with this and continue this energy on you know more in my life and as as always i've just been observing and listening in a lot and and realizing the gender dynamics and the cultural dynamics and just taking in and learning from each and every one of you um, and it's very inspiring you know it makes me want to 
use this and get motivated and inspired to learn more and, and do some of this stuff and, and lead more myself. So it really was a cool example for you, Flip, to lead me into um, mm-hmm. continuing that. Um, where people can follow me, um, I'm on psychologytoday.com at Dr. Tom Bacar, T-O-M, last name B-A-C-H-A-R. Um, and I also have Facebook and Instagram with that same name, T-O-M-B-A. I have websites for my practice. It's Systemic Solutions Counseling Center, um, but you can also find that link in the Psychology Today profiles. Thanks for having me. Of course. Q. Man, I, uh, I realized how much we're different, but we're yet in a lot of similarities. It overlaps. I feel like I'm one drop in the ocean per se. I'm a little chocolate drop in the ocean. (laughs) I I feel like the more I I just like you, you know, what Tom was saying, being with intellectuals and having a a productive discussion with no animosity, no uh, MO, just wanting to get an idea of how we all think and, you know, thoughts on these deep topics. I, I definitely can, I don't know, like it just, it humbles me. It just keeps me humble. I don't know anything really. There's so much, I, I mean, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know anything. Yep. And that life is just the ever changing journey for sure. And that you can always take something away from somebody's story and can always uh, just build upon that within your own life and who you're going to become. I think these conversations and experience, I welcome all of them. I welcome all experiences like this. And I'm just super grateful that Flip had me on here, introduced me to two rock stars. I definitely will connect with you guys. And um, I think there's probably going to be more discussions to be had and hopefully some salsa dancing. So yeah, we uh, got to get Q in on the salsa dancing. Oh, that's yeah. all, he's got all the talent. He just needs to cook it. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do a jam session one day. Oh, for yeah. sure. We yeah. just did one on Friday a little bit. Yeah, we had some fun, man. We had yeah. some fun. People loved yeah. it. I can't wait yeah. to do that. Um, you guys can follow me. I'm, I'm, I mean, social media, definitely grab my contact information, but uh, social media, it's under Quentin Blanche on Facebook, Q-U-I-N-T-O-N, uh, last name Blanche as an, in the you know, display right here. And then uh, my Instagram is Q Blanche, so it's just like the way it is right here. And I definitely will connect with you guys. And our uh, record label that we're starting, Entertainment Company, uh, you can find our website at royaldominionentertainment.com. Um, and it's biblical for us, really. We just want to take our gifts we've been given and do something great with that and produce artists. And uh, of course, we're artists ourselves. So a lot of music to come. Uh, hopefully I can bring some damn good R&B to the marketplace. And uh, yeah. are you on? Are you on? Please, you're on, bro. <laughs> you're, you're on Spotify with your new song already, right? Yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I was with my buddy, Adam. He's a, a, a photographer and filmographer. And I went to his new studio and he's like, bro, I, I'll bring some guitars over because I'm in the market for a new one. And he brought a beautiful Martin. I started playing. And he's like, bro, let's just do a video. So one of my songs that I've written is called Love Lullaby. Uh, we just released that impromptu video. It's on Spotify. You can have it to your playlist. It's also on YouTube. And I can definitely shoot that to you guys. And yeah, just playing some guitar. And then we have more singles. I'm going to release another one July 1st, I believe. And it's more of like a beachy dance song. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Hustle. I like it. I like, <laughs> the, I, I like the Hustle intro on, your Love Lullaby. Thank you. I, the intro we, that love lullaby is nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, we're gonna have that full recorded. That's the live acoustic version. Then we'll have a recording version soon too. Oh, Just okay. remember, when he was famous, too. only only make him your role model for the things you like. You don't have to take it off. <laughs> I was tell people, hey, look, be be you, like be you. Be- <laughs> Like, no, no copy me, but hey, be the best version of you. That would be my inspiration as far as being famous. Be the best version of you. 
And Jimmy, Jimmy, you were the uh, catalyst towards all these topics. And, you know, when you told me about it, you were, you had a fire. You're like, I need to get together with a group of people and talk about these things. So <laughs> thank you for lighting the fire to make this happen. And uh, tell us more about where we can find you and what your uh, thoughts well, were on this. I like, I like to keep this and then my professional life completely separate. Only social media I really deal in now is like with LinkedIn and with uh Instagram. So I guess Instagram, you find Shuffle Inside City. Though I'll, I'll like type it so you can find, you know, because I guess with my dance thing, I'm taking it to more. I'm all about house, disco house and shuffling. So mixing that with salsa, that's like my new flavor. And just going to be a side project. So Shuffle Inside City, though, you'll find on Instagram. And uh, if you ever have any want to open up more dialogue, offer whatever you thought or felt about this. I, I'd lo I want to talk to anybody. I really was passionate about doing this is because I feel like I have a lot to say I just don't want to I guess maybe I need to take that plunge get out of obscurity because maybe I have something to say that someone needs to hear more importantly than what could screw up what I have professionally so keep these apart but shuffle inside city on Instagram you'll find that mm -hmm. awesome. I'll talk to anybody just don't try to add me to your forex team <laughs> <laughs> I already have an investment portfolio. I'm good. <laughs> I gotta send you a video, Jimmy. Maybe you've seen it on YouTube. This is dude doing a whole freaking skit about getting a, a, somebody coming with four X and what they're. Please send it to me. As for me, I thought this was amazing. I think you're all amazing people. I knew that uh, there would be some good energy in this, and that everybody is good communicators. Everybody's working on listening and, you know, I really just appreciate Jimmy, you uh, staying on me with this idea because I think we did have not some nuggets, but we had some straight up handful of good nuggets that people <laughs> can get out of this. So mm -hmm. I hope that this is very valuable for the people out there. Let's see if we can get together for a few more of these and uh, we should try to do once a quarter at least. Yes. Oh, that'd be cool. And next time we all bring just one question each. Now once a month? We'll, we'll, Come we'll, on, we'll, bro. The world once, needs well, this. <laughs> the world needs this. The world needs this. But uh, oh, my issue, and you guys could give me some counseling on this, is that I'm trying to do way too many things. Yeah. All at once. Your spread is thin as a Brooklyn style pizza. Yeah. You know, it's it's memoirs, it's nerd night, it's jujitsu, it's sweat nation, it's weight, it's uh, it's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. So what I need is some sponsors so I can uh, start to outsource all those things. <laughs> Keep it crisp and curry, as our Jamaican friends say. <laughs> All right. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. We'll wrap it up with the way I like it to end. A lot of the things that I that are meetings, and that is that time and attention are the greatest gifts we can give to each other. So let's keep spreading more peace, love, and smile. Oh, I you doing the train thing. Dance. Do the dance. Do the dance. Oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs>